Thank you for listening to In Tech Today. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate the show on your favorite podcast app, but only after you've listened to this week's episode. Tech news and views. Recorded live in London. In Tech Today. In this episode of InTech Today, we look at how companies could be misleading you about your broadband speeds. We look at a brand new Echo product from Amazon that features a camera in your house. What? And our techno dinosaur has a question about which office suite should you use. Always get the leather one. As always, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Podcast, And on Twitter at InTechTodayPod, at J-W-O-O-O-T, and at SwiftyNZ. I'm Josh White. I'm Ed Swift. And this is InTech Today for the 4th of May, 2017. And we're not live on Facebook. No, we're not. But happy Star Wars Day. May the 4th. May happy the 4th Star Wars Day. Happy UK local elections day. Woo! Um, all another, sorts how many, of days. How many more hours till polls close? Another... A few. Six, yeah. Seven. Make sure... Uh, if you're listening to this podcast before 10pm tonight in the UK, and you're in an area that's having local elections, vote, please. That's yep. all I'm going to say. If you're not... Um, don't well, vote. Don't vote, because you can't. <laughs> Uh, that's really the long and short of it. That's um, that's all we're going to say on, on elections. Oh, we, we are looking at a camera, but we're not live. It's weird. This is a bit odd. This is different for us. <sighs> this is very different. This is new. In case you missed it, uh, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash intechtodaypodcast, mm-hmm. and you can find out why we're not doing it live. Yeah. A little bit, but also just because we, yeah. we thought not. If you are listening to this, uh, it probably means you've subscribed to our podcast, which Thank means... Well, basically, it means our plan has worked. Our yeah. dastardly plan to improve <laughs> subscriber numbers. I mean, we already have several hundred of you listening every week, and for that, we thank you. Thank you so much. We thank you so much. But we're just, we're just, we're still a young podcast. We're still trying some different things. We've got some new ideas that are coming in the next few weeks as well. Anyway, yep. yep. Um, so we're just, we're just trying some various yeah, things. Exactly. We'll see how it works. A few things to talk about today. One of our pet peeves. Let me guess, let me guess. Oh, wait, no, we've already, we've already mentioned it. It's broadband, <laughs> isn't it? It is broadband. I can't even play the guessing game. And then one of our favorite um, uh, things smart to talk speakers. about. One of, yeah, smart home products. Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be a great podcast, This is going to be one of the classics. <laughs> one of the greats. And what episode are we up to? 12. 12. Close, we're nearly in the teens. Close. We're still, we're still going through puberty. Hence why we're doing some strange things with Facebook. Yeah, and your facial hair is looking a bit odd. Is it? Yeah, it's it's the puberty though, so it's fine. It'll you'll you'll grow into. I got it, it trimmed the other day. Went to the barber. That could be it. It's very itchy. Uh yeah, that's the puberty. Oh, that's for another podcast. Um, we get onto it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, it's been a topic we've talked about a lot uh, throughout the series of podcasts. Broadband. A lot. A lot, so much. Uh, you may have heard last week our, our rant about broadband speeds in America and what 5G is uh, in the past. And what it's not. Exactly. Yeah. We've talked about the different types of broadband here in the UK and around the world as well. Yeah. Um, but in news today... So uh, this is hot off the press. This, this is brand new. Is basically the committees of advertising practice here in the UK, they're yeah. consulting on toughening up the standards about broadband speeds. At yeah. the moment, uh, standards are that speeds quoted in broadband adver- adverts need to apply to a minimum of just 10% of customers. <laughs> so if you see an ad on the TV, hear it on the radio, see it in the paper, and it says whatever brand fibre, which yeah. we know, as we've talked about before, isn't true fibre really. No, it's, it's fibre-ish. You'll see that it says with speeds up to 54 megabits per second or yeah. 76 or whatever it is. Yeah. What At the moment, 
They're saying up to, which means that you don't have to get that speed. No. They, but they do have to guarantee that at least 10% of their customer base is getting that speed for it to be a true advert. Yeah. Which is a pretty terrible standard, really. It's, it's pretty bad. I, I will say at this point, though, that things have improved in the last few years um, because now when you go to buy broadband, your provider has to quote the minimum speed they will guarantee you. Mm. So at least before you've signed the contract, you have some idea of what you're going to receive. But at the same time, it's most of the time, it's not what it said on the ad. Exactly. It's not the reason why you're signing up with this provider, you know? And usually if you're not getting that full speed, they will be able to do try and do something about it, whether it's, you know, they could even try and offer you a discount to get them to stay with you because you could easily <laughs> just nice. say, no, I'm leaving, I'm not getting the speed that yeah. that was promised. What's happened is there's been a study uh, that came out today. It's commissioned by the Advertising Standards Authority here in the UK. It found that most consumers think they're likely to receive a speed at or close to the provider's headline claim when in actual fact that's not the case. Uh, Previous independent testing has found up to three quarters of households are paying for advertised speeds that they've never received. But what they're looking at doing is now making a 50% requirement, so making at least half of the consumers receive that advertised speed. Right. Otherwise they'll be considered misleading their consumers, which is a fantastic Uh, uh, step forward. Yeah. Um, It's, you know, it's... to be honest, if if I'm going out to buy something at the shop, yeah. you know, if I'm buying, say, a 500ml bottle of cola, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not expecting that to be 400ml or 450ml or even 100ml. Exactly. We said it's 500ml, but in reality, only 10% of the bottles we make with that label of 500ml. It doesn't, it doesn't apply in any other industry, does it? Exactly. It seems to be just broadband where they can get away with saying, yeah, we'll give you up to this, but really, yeah. in, in reality, you may not get that. Well, railways as well, I guess. You know, I thought this was a high-speed train, but apparently there are cows on the line <laughs> and we must go slow. I feel there's a personal experience here for you. There's a few. I've, I've been on multiple high-speed trains. Uh, actually, none of them were to Scotland, but coming back from Scotland where there were cows on the line around Peterborough. <laughs> and I've always thought, why don't they just put fences up? It would make sense. I know. But anyway, that's that. I that, digress. That's for a train podcast that we'll <laughs> one day do. Um, so, to be honest, this is a fantastic achievement from uh, from um, the Advertising Standards Authority and the Committees yeah. for Advertising Practice. Agreed. To be honest, 50% is great. Yeah. But personally, I'd like to see more. I'd like to see them try and promise something that says, okay, look, here's the speed that we're promising. Yeah. But before you sign up, we're going to do some sort of line test so you can know exactly what you're buying into. Be- well, they do. They, I mean, that's what they do now. They do test your line and tell you what the max speed will be. But that's the thing. They're still but telling you no what the co- max speed yeah. is going to be. They're- well, sorry, no, but I'm, I'm getting a bit confused here. I'm pretty sure, and I'll just check this now. I'm pretty sure they also have to tell you what the minimum speed is going to be. They're going to, at least when I signed up to TalkTalk Talk, and I signed up to uh, an 80 meg fiber plan, mm. um, and they did say you're not going to get 80 meg. But they said the minimum they guarantee is 65. Yeah. So if my speeds ever drop below 65, I can ring them up and, and get some money back, which is nice. But I don't know. Talk, Talk did that. I'm pretty sure BT did that for me, but yeah. I don't know if it's the rules. I'm just going to check that now. But If it's not yeah. the rules, that's the thing. It should be the rules, and they should be upfront with the consumer right from the beginning as opposed to um, you know, yeah. selling people on these, on these headline claims that you're going to get so many hundreds of megabits per second when in actual fact you're probably not. Um the other the other part of it um, about us, uh, the CAP, they're also going to consult on whether consumers would like the headline speed to be presented as a range of speed or an average speed. So instead of, you know, saying this up to speed, they'll be saying, well, 
here are the range of options you've got or you'll get an average speed of this much so you know you could get more i know that at the moment i'm paying for a plan which gives me so many megabits per second but actually a lot of the time i'm getting a little bit more than that so it'd be nice yeah. to have that average speed as well and they're also consulting about whether consumers would like to know if those speeds will be available at peak times or whether their average speed will be over 24 hours yeah uh, so i mean these are these are step steps forward but it would be nice to have something a little bit more, to be honest. Yeah. I can't find immediately whether the minimum speed advertising is the rules or whether it's just something that some ISPs are doing. If it's not the rules, it, it should, should be. be. Um, but thoughts on this in general, we're going to have one of two outcomes, I think. Option one, which is the ideal outcome for everyone, is that ISPs up their game with their infrastructure and actually start delivering the kind of speeds that they're advertising now. Option two is they start advertising far lower speeds. Hmm. Which nobody wants. Nobody wants to no. know, oh, no, we're getting a... That's the cheaper yeah. option for the ISPs, though. And if they all do it, then then they all do it, you know? There's no incentive, I guess, for them to improve things then maybe quickly. Maybe that's, that's where the regulator needs to come in and say, okay, well, look, this is the change, but you can't welch on this. You have to actually up yeah. your game now. Yeah. That would be nice, especially now that we've had the split from uh, between OpenReach and BT. Wow. Well, kind of the split. Metaphorical split. <laughs> you know... We, I think there is yeah. great progress here. A witch have come out also in the last 24 hours. And W-H-I-C-H, isn't it? Not burn the witch at the stake no, witch. No, right. no. We're not, we're not talking about the supernatural. That's <laughs> okay. for our Halloween special ne- uh, later this year. Next week. Um, <laughs> next week. Yeah, we're just, yeah. Well, if you're listening to this in October, it's next week. It is. Um, Alex Neal, who's Witch Managing Director of Home Products and Services, he said, following our campaign, this is a positive step and it's vital that the proposals aren't watered down during the consultation. Right. The ASA Advertising Standards Authority and uh, CAP must deliver changes that will guarantee as many people in the UK as possible are getting the broadband speed advertised by providers. Right. So, you know, there's still a push for actually getting what's being, you know, what's being sold as opposed yeah. to, you know, being, I guess, being missold broadband. This is going to be the next big ad campaign. <laughs> the next big PPI. Yeah. Were you sold PPI? Were you sold uh, misleading broadband speeds? Uh, multiple times in my life I yeah. was, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, never yet here in the UK, though. I've had some pretty good broadband experiences in general. Hmm. Well, no, I lie, actually. I was with <laughs> EE Home Broadband for a while, and, and I mean... I'm not meaning to bag on EE. Apparently, they, they do give a lot of people very good experiences. Mm-hmm. But that's just the problem with copper DSL, which many, many households in the UK are still on. It's yeah. very hard to guarantee speeds there. So maybe telling the providers to start guaranteeing speeds, they're going to either improve their copper DSL or get more people onto fibre where the speeds are far more constant. Again, it comes down to providing the infrastructure. I mean, the, yeah. the, the true fibre infrastructure to the, to the household is really only being provided by Virgin at the moment. No, well, that's not true fiber, as we've been over here. That's true. That's on a TV cable. <laughs> the, the, the only true fiber you can get, I mean, in London, the only true fiber you can get is the hyperoptic if your block of flats has been hooked up to it. The only true fiber you can get is in some houses in York on Talk Talk. Um, Talk Talk York. Um, <laughs> and, and in other sort of clusters around the country where, where providers have decided to build their own networks. Mm. But, but, but there is no, there's no true Scotsman. There's no true fiber. Um, <laughs> but it's true. So... This combined with uh, Ofcom telling OpenReach to open up their ducts and poles to allow other providers to put fibre on there. Um, and then the ASA also, as we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, looking at whether calling this broadband that's only fibre halfway to your house, whether you should be allowed to call that fibre. Mm. They're all good things. They're all good things. There are a lot of changes coming, it seems like. So there's only uh, only good news for the future, we hope. We hope. We'll, we'll keep abreast of it, will we? We will. We'll keep an eye on things. 
Well, now we've looked at the um, echo. Yep. The echo, and, and echo. just sort of echo. 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 I mean, I can do echo on this. No, we did that last no, week. We've done that. Um, <laughs> we've looked at the echo and sort of smart homes in general. Yep. Uh, previously on this show, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know about you, but I still feel like the Amazon Echo is quite a new product. It is. I mean, it only really arrived in the UK end of last year. It's been yeah. around in the US a little bit longer. True, but, but not, it's still not that relatively long. fresh. Um, and yet, Amazon in the last week have come out and said, hey, here's our new Echo. What? Um, now, it's called the Echo Look. Okay. Just just before we get into this, yeah. Josh, this is the only thing you've told me about it, that it's a new Amazon Echo. Yeah. You're completely in the dark about I'm this, complete, aren't you? Yeah, there's no notes in, in, in our little plan here. No, I, I have kept the notes out of the shared script for this reason. So this reason. is a genuine live reaction I, to this news. Th- this, is, this is what I wanted, because this is an, an interesting... Uh, step from Amazon, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's an Echo, but uh, and the other thing you know about it is that it involves a camera. Yep. Now, I'm just going to put a question out there, Ed. Okay. Why, in your opinion, do you think Amazon will be putting a camera into an Echo? Oh, I can think of so many reasons that are really gimmicky. Um, I can imagine it could be used as a security system, so you know you can log into your Alexa app and okay. see if anyone's at home. Or so the other thing, it could be—I mean, it could be used for facial recognition, so it knows which user you are. It could be—it could be anything, really. Exactly, and I, I like how you said a really gimmicky thing because the reason they're putting the camera into this new Echo, the Echo Look, is not any of the reasons I thought it would be. It's really gimmicky. Okay. Now, one of Amazon's biggest products, sort of markets, one of their biggest uh, sectors that they sell, and especially in the US now, and that they are absolutely killing department stores on, Mm -hmm. is fashion. Of course. Yeah. Lots and lots of clothes and shoes are being sold on Amazon. Why spend time going to a shop trying things on when you can just order it from Amazon, try it on at home, then if you don't like it or if it doesn't fit, send it back and get a new one. That's exactly it. And if I can do clothes shopping in half an hour on my lunch break instead of having to take several hours to visit a shop at the weekend, I absolutely will. Um, Wait, hold up. Just to clarify, you used to spend several hours going fashion shopping? No, no. I'm speaking on behalf of people who might be a bit more fashion conscious than I am. I was going to say, because your shirt looks amazing. Oh, thank you. This is actually from a North American department store, so there you go. (laughs) And how many hours did you spend there? I spent none. This was a gift. Ah. Um, This is from the Bay, or La Bay in Montreal. Mm. Um, Yeah, there you go. A North American Just swanky a wee, French department store. plug. Well, it's called the Bay in the English-speaking parts of ah. Canada. And uh, Le Bay, I think. What's French for Bay? It's Bay, isn't it? B-A- I think so. B-A-I-E. I don't know. I didn't do that well in high school French. No. no J'habite no, I, dans une boîte sur le pont. I got kicked out of high school French. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> the Echo Look is part of Amazon's push into fashion. And what it is, is it's a, I mean, it's a smart home speaker. But it's yep. smaller than the current Echo. Uh, it looks like it's designed to sort of sit in your bedroom or your wardrobe or wherever you sort of put clothes on, which again is an interesting it's place a bit to put creepy. a connected camera. It sounds very creepy. But the idea is that you show this Echo your outfits. You're like, this is what I'm wearing today. Mm-hmm. Using some very clever, and Amazon are very good at this, deep learning, it learns your style and starts recommending you things. And starts commenting on your outfits and, and telling you what you should be doing with it or saying maybe you should try this this accessory or these shoes or something like that. So it's like it's becoming a personal fashion advisor. It's a personal stylist. stylist, yeah. 
and it is entirely a product to try and get you to buy more crap on Amazon. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, That's, Amazon's really good at making those things. The Echo's great at buying crap for you on Amazon. But Alexa, buy adult diapers. <laughs> Has that worked any time we've tried it yet? I haven't heard any feedback of people buying adult diapers Send us a tweet. Um, But yeah, so it's a personal stylist in a speaker, in a home speaker. That is so gimmicky. It's it's a massive gimmick. Now, the problems I have with it are this. It's only been announced for the US. And like when they released the Echo in the US, they uh, released it invitation only to certain Prime members. Mm -hmm. So like that, they're doing it with this. They've uh, sent out invitations to the kind of shoppers who they think would be a good test bed for this product. Yep. Um, now, the kind of people who are going to buy this, I think, or who are going to want to buy it, are the sort of generation of online shoppers we have coming up into online shopping now. They might be in high school or university or just sort of that maybe 15 to 25 mm. market. Um, and, I mean, we've all been 15 to 25 yet. We have? We have. Oh, we have. Yeah, I remember those days very clearly. Both you and I have been 15 to 25 at some point, And that, that sort no of longer. age... That that sort of age bracket um, doesn't really lend itself well to having a lot of money to spend. No. But the speaker's $199. What? So it's not cheap. No. For, especially for the market that I think w- would want this. Um, and if it's $199, it's, it means it's probably going to be £199 when it eventually makes it to the UK sometime mm. in the next four years. Because we know how fast Amazon is at bringing products over here. Mm. So it's an interesting play by Amazon, I think, um, but massively gimmicky. To be honest, I don't see why, instead of creating the hardware to do this yeah, and sending out a camera to put on your bedroom, which is a little bit, I will, I will say it, a camera in your bedroom, connect, a smart camera connected yeah. to Amazon could be considered a little creepy, especially if you know it's in a place, if you've got a small bedroom and there's nowhere else to change, so you, you, know, yeah. you have to cover it up maybe if you're, if you're feeling... Super, pa- you know, there, there's privacy risks here. I mean, I'm there sure, are. I'm sure they're not sending every single image back to Amazon. Um, well, the, yeah, unless you ask it to. But, but I guess there's always the risk. That's the kind of thing you'd say. But someone who's 16 right now who had Snapchat when they were 10. Yeah, they're, I guess they're, you know, more they're used, used to, to cameras sharing. everywhere, and and that, I mean, I remember when cameras, when digital cameras were so new, they had floppy disks in them. <laughs> Um, Those are good times in the 90s. Whereas tell someone who's in high school now, they probably don't know what a floppy disk is. What's a floppy disk? What's a VHS? If you know what a VHS <laughs> is, no. Um. <laughs> so I think, I think that's a generational thing in, in letting these connected devices into your personal spaces. But then speaking about connected devices, I mean, we've all got a phone with a camera. Why, instead of developing a piece of hardware like this, why doesn't Amazon just say, all right, we're going to develop an app for this. Yeah. And then you can just take a photo of yourself with the outfit or, or do whatever. You know, somehow get a photo of yourself, and then the app can recommend it. You know, save a lot of money, not charging everyone two hundred quid, yeah, uh, to buy this device to get, you know, for what is effectively a very gimmicky thing. Yeah, why don't they just make an app for it? Well, and why don't others jump on board with this? Why don't department yeah. stores jump on and say, "All right, cool, we're going to partner with Amazon for this, yeah, and we're going to help you fund this new app or whatever, yeah, um, make it free, and you'll recommend our products over other over other, over other rivals." You know this. There's much more competition if you do it in the app space as opposed to the hardware space. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, I can see what Amazon might be trying to do here is create various versions of, or various hardware versions of their Alexa AI engine mm-hmm. for the different sectors or verticals in their in their store. So mm-hmm. this is for their fashion market. Um, another big um, 
area for Amazon is hobbyist supplies. You know, if you're doing craft or that sort of thing, maybe they'll bring out uh, an Echo Craft that will play the how-to videos that you all look up on YouTube to do whatever you're doing with your hobby and then Mm. tell you what you need to buy and offer to buy it, that sort of thing. Yeah. But at $200 a pop, you're not going to buy one of these for every different Amazon um, storefront that you use. Yeah. It's, it is gimmicky. It's Um, very gimmicky. I wouldn't spend 200 pounds on that gimmick. It's... If it was cheaper, I might consider it because I'm sure, you know, while it may be for that use at the moment, they'll develop skills and you can link it up. You may be able to link it up with other skills or apps or whatever and it could actually become more useful, but it's just very gimmicky in its initial, initial state. Yeah, it's... So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it does. The other problem that we sort of start to see i think when when these devices come through not just for you know this echo look for fashion but other uh amazon echoes or if google starts to do something similar with home um is it's just more and more evidence of these big internet companies pushing out physical retailers Mm. and i think that's a problem and this is something more esoteric to talk about i know but Mm. So many, and and it's huge in the States at the moment. We haven't quite seen it to the same degree in the UK yet, probably because so many retailers failed in the GFC a few years ago that that the ones that remained are relatively strong. But so many bricks and mortar retailers are failing um, as a result of Amazon. Mm. I mean, if we look at our, let's just look at our purchases this week. Um, Earlier this week, we needed to buy some new cleaning products so we could, you know, give our flat a little bit of a clean. Yeah, it was. I was there at the weekend. It was foul, Ed. That was actually after we cleaned it. Oh. Yeah, it's a bit (laughs) awkward now. Um, No. Um, But, you know, we, instead of going to the local Sainsbury's or going down to Wilco or whatever, we, we looked on Amazon. We bought everything on Amazon and it all arrived in one big box the next day. So there was no needing for us to make time to go out to the shop to lug it all home, especially in London where, you know, you don't don't really have a car. But a lot of people don't have... I certainly don't have a car. Yeah, everyone, you you know, to get around, you have to actually walk or use a bus or use a tube. Yeah. Which, if you're going to do a big shop, can be a real pain. That's why you get one of those old man shopping trolleys. But I'm not ready for that yet. (laughs) I bit the bullet. It's one of the best purchases I've ever made. Best £12 I ever spent. Did you buy it online? No, I because online I I looked at it mm. and an, and a shopping trolley was going to cost me twenty pounds on Amazon. What? Whereas if I went down to the dodgy discount store, oh, of course, um, there's, well, it's there's al- cost me twelve. There's always going to be a place for the dodgy discount store for there at least is, the next there is. while. Um, but you know, it takes time, it takes effort. Yeah. When in actual fact, you can just click. Next thing you know, it's at your house the next day. Yeah. We were looking before recording this podcast, uh, buying a new microphone. Yes. You know, there's no real high street. There aren't many specialty high street shops that would sell. You know, microphones for recording podcasts or audio or whatever. No, well, well, that's it for, for, and this is where Amazon's so good in that hobby space as well for very specialist gear, whether it's professional sound gear like like we use here or um, something for a very niche hobby. Um, if we wanted to buy professional sound gear from a bricks and mortar store, we'd have to go to a very specialist importer somewhere out in the suburbs, ages away. Probably have to take four trains, um, make sure they have it in stock. Whereas Amazon just has it all. Mm. And so many businesses, uh, media production businesses, TV and radio businesses, get their day-to-day gear from Amazon these days because it's there and they'll have it tomorrow. Yeah. So it's killing that end of the market too, the professional end of the market. Um, it's 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 crazy. And then we're seeing more and more um, of Amazon's own brands creeping in. Mm. 
especially in fashion and electronics. Yeah, these mic stands we're using are Amazon brand. Your little tripod, tripod for the camera Amazon, basics, Amazon basics. Amazon basics. So because Amazon says, you know, it's all right, we're a marketplace, we'll allow in all of these uh, brands to sell. It's like, yeah, but you have to be competing with our own brands. In in fashion, Amazon has its own brand of men's shirt now, which I, I will say is quite nice. Mm. It's not called Amazon shirts. It's <laughs> some, um, you, you know, they've just stuck two random surnames together and made it look like it's a big brand. But Amazon owns it. Yeah. Um, so now they're starting to monopolize the brands too. And if we're all getting these echoes in, like if you said to Echo, Alexa, um, buy me a new... White shirt. Yeah, white shirt. It's going to recommend you the Amazon brand. Of course it is. So the competition is going to disappear too. Mm. So yeah, all sorts of issues bringing up. But then that that comes down to style as well. You know, if you need a white shirt and you're you're giving you, you know you're choosing between an Amazon brand and you know a, a decent decent brand, not yeah. not you know not their own brand, not not their home brand, you could say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you're you're more likely to buy the slightly more expensive one, knowing that it's going to be a good quality product from a brand you trust. But you, well, well, you you say that, but Amazon don't say this is the Amazon shirt. When you see it in the Amazon listings, it's just another brand. And because people already trust Amazon, they know that if the shirt if the shirt might look good, they've never heard of the brand. But it's from Amazon, and when it comes, if it's crap, they can just send it back. True. They're probably going to go for that. And then again, an issue coming up with this Echo Look. If people are going to start relying on devices like this to give them all of their fashion advice, it's going to advise them to buy the Amazon brands. That's going to put fashion stylists out of business. Yeah. <laughs> not, not that, not not that, that we use yeah, them. Exactly. <laughs> so actually, it's probably not going to put many out of business. Just But it's... So as much as I, I, I am a fan of Amazon, and yeah. I'll, I'll openly admit that because they've, they're just really good. Yeah. It's scary when a company that big starts controlling so many aspects of your day-to-day consumption and the things you buy. Mm -hmm. Um, And on the other side of the coin, we're seeing retailers rejecting this sort of thing. Uh, The UK's biggest clothing retailer, Primark, Mm -hmm. does no online shopping. Which is a shame because I love Primark. Well, yeah, they know you love it because they're the most popular, but by not doing any online shopping, they're not competing with the online ones, and they're still their stores are still super busy, mm. whereas other stores like H&M and that are seeing footfall decrease. Mm. Primark is still a very, very popular place because you have to visit it. Yeah. So it's interesting to see that happen. But anyway, um, that's the Echo Look, bringing up some interesting issues. Yep. Um, will you be getting one here? Oh, not for 200 quid. I don't think I'd get one for 100. Maybe 50. Just maybe. If, Amazon, if I had to upgrade my Echo Dot, yeah. I might consider it. If Amazon... Well, the other thing is apparently the speakers on it aren't very good. Oh. Well, that's a bit of a shame. But if Amazon sends me a review unit, I might get one. We'll give, <laughs> because we'll give it they, a go. Yeah. Well, yeah. We've got this thing. We've got to give it a trial. Always. Always. It's time for the Techno Dinosaur. An interesting question. As usual from Michelle. She's full of interesting questions. She is. Um, but Michelle, uh, as a job, she's a journalist, Yep. um, which means she does a lot of writing, Yes. uh, which means she needs something to do the typing on, not hardware wise, but software wise. Yep. So let's see what her question is. I've used office Microsoft most of my life and I need a new copy for home, but I can't believe how much they're asking for it. Is there any way to do it cheaper? Uh, well, firstly, if you're buying <laughs> Office Microsoft, you're probably buying a cheap rip-off brand, yeah. and you should probably just close that browser right now and stop thinking about that one. Um, Microsoft Office. 
Yeah, it's ubiquitous. We've grown up with it. Everywhere. Your Windows 95 laptop, you you bought Office as well because there wasn't really anything else except WordPad, which was pretty basic. Or Notepad, which was even more basic. Yeah, and then to do things like Excel spreadsheets, there wasn't really anything. There was Lotus. I do remember Lotus as a kid. Yeah, yes, although that at the time that was quite a lot more expensive than Office, and you only had it if your business had it. Hmm. Um, I, I think Lotus Notes is still a thing. We'll find out. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in terms of Microsoft Office, you know, you've grown up with it. It's, you know, you've you've had it in your schools. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you've had Mac or Windows, wherever you are, they've created, they've had versions for each of those. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things that's always been around, and you notice when you don't have something to do oh, word processing. Yes, on. you do. I remember when I went when I got a laptop, uh, and I was thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to need Office now. <laughs> and it was good because I was a student, so I could get a really good discount on uh, Microsoft Office Home and Student. Well, here's the thing. You say you can get a really good discount. I've just brought up the prices as of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, for Home and Student, Office Home and Student 2016, which is the latest Home and Student at Curry's PC World, yep. the price today is £119.99. That's quite a bit. And that's the discounted version. So if you need it for business, because with Home and Student, you technically can't do any commercial work with that that's yep. against the license terms not that microsoft's going to find out not that anyone cares but you know if you want to stay above board you need to pay more than that exactly. so it is hugely expensive that being said office has changed the way they do things in the last few years you know it used to be that you have to go down to curry's or dick smith or whatever yeah and buy that giant no box. one goes down to dick smith anymore yet. no oh. rest in peace dick smith um dick smith electronics not actually Dick no, Smith, Dick Smith he's is still, still alive. alive. Yeah, yeah he, okay, good. He, he was um, very outspoken about the way his business died. I'm glad we haven't just accidentally killed him off on this podcast. Uh, anyway, it used to be that you'd go, <laughs> <Nice>. down, <laughs> you'd go down to your electronics retailer. Yeah. You'd buy one of those big boxes which had a lot of air in it and just a CD and the license terms that you'd never read. Yeah, or occasionally, like going, this is going back a couple of decades, but the manual, which was you know oh, thicker than a paperback. Yeah. You know when the manuals were huge? Yep. Oh, Those they were good. Days. You'd have shelves of manuals in your in your computer room that you'd never read because oh, you no. just probably figure it out yourself. <laughs> anyway, you go, you'd you'd get the product. It would be yours. You'd install it on your computer. You can install it on, I think, three computers depending on t- which type of office yeah. you had. Yeah, and you'd be done with it. Now, Microsoft have actually done something completely different, and they've they've come out with their Office three six five package, which yeah. instead of paying a one off fee of however many hundreds of pounds. Uh, to 120. 120 if you're buying and that's only for student. one user yeah. that's only for one computer whereas Office 365 you actually pay a monthly fee ongoing yeah or, or yearly or yearly you can yeah you can choose to pay a yearly subscription yeah. um, but you pay a monthly or yearly fee and you have it and you get the latest updates as well so yeah. you know you know at the moment Office 2016 is out there yeah next year if they come out with Office 2018 you'll get the upgrade without yeah. having to pay any extra on top of your monthly subscription. So at the moment... And for, you get a terabyte of cloud storage, actually. That that should be put in there, too. So, is, you, so you can store all your documents in the cloud. We know Michelle's very scared of the cloud. Yeah. But but that's there, too. Yeah. So it's what... Perfect. I'm, I'm backing up yeah. all my photos on there now. So perfect. if I lose my hard drive, I've got Done. 10, 10, 15 years of photos right yeah. there. So and, what, what what are we looking at price-wise? Yeah? Well, in terms of uh, price-wise, you for Office 365 Home, it's uh, £80 a year. Or 55 or, at Curry's right now. Oh. So shop around. Do shop around. This is for, this is buying directly from Office. Yeah. Or you can pay £8 a month. So, so you, yeah. you do save a bit if you pay the big annual fee. Yeah. But if you just wanted to, you know, come out, of, come out, come onto your card, 
every month yeah. so it doesn't it's not a massive transaction every year yeah um you can you know pay eight pounds a month not only that you can use it um up on up to five computers as well yeah. so you know if you or devices because you can have it on tablets and yeah, mobiles can't you exactly yeah. so if you've got a house you know if you've got a flat if you're flatting or living with let's say you're a family you're living with your partner you've got a child who's in high school there's three devices there add in a tablet that's yeah. four add in a phone if you want to do documents on the go there's yeah. five you know, there you go. That's pretty good value for eight pounds a month, and you get the full suite: Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook, OneNote, um, and Publisher yeah. and Access, which you don't really need. <laughs> some, well, some people do. So, so you're looking at at eighty or ninety six pounds a year, depending on on which way you go. But yeah. obviously, there are other alternatives because that's still a bit of money to sink. Yeah into this sort of thing. So the other two that I tend to recommend to people, and I was actually talking to someone about this earlier today, um, were asking sort of what my recommendations are. My first one uh, is Google Docs. Yeah. Because most of what you do on Office is in Word or Excel. Mm-hmm. Uh, or um, what's the one with the PowerPoint, the one PowerPoint. with the presentations? Sheets. Uh, Sheets for Google, isn't it? Uh, no, the Google presentations. I forget what they're called. Um, but anyway. Anyway. Um, so with Google Docs, uh, you get docs, sheets, and slides. Slides. It's very, <laughs> yeah. They, they weren't very creative with the names, no. but the thing is, they it are. Works. They're a hundred percent free, completely. They'll never charge you for it. None of the documents you create will count towards any uh, drive capacity you have. Mm-hmm. So you can store as many documents as you want in the cloud for free. It's it's completely free. It's not as flexible as Office. And there are some things you can't do. I know, for example, on Excel, when I'm looking through our, my contacts database for, yeah. for my journalism work, um, you know, I can create a table and password protect it. Sheets, it doesn't allow you to do password protecting on a document. You know, if you upload a document that's password protected, it won't work. Yeah. Um, on top of that, you can't do the pivot table sort of things. You know, it's not as flexible. No. But it's still good if you need to do a basic document or a basic spreadsheet. Well, yeah, for most, for most of your Office requirements, I suppose, unless you're doing anything too professional. The other alternative, if you prefer that uh, on a single PC application-based thing rather Mm. than a cloud-based service, uh, there's OpenOffice and LibreOffice. Both are based off the same original program, and they're your very basic uh, computer programs. Again, absolutely free. but they are different from Office. All of these things are different from Office. You won't find something exactly the same as Office unless you pay for Office. I remember when I got a new laptop and um, I, I didn't have Office at this point. I gave OpenOffice a go just yeah. to see what it was like. And it was it was okay, but you know you do get used to some of the things that Microsoft yeah. Office and there are some things that OpenOffice won't do or w- that will be done differently and think, oh, this is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very familiar with that. But I, I don't have Office anymore. I'm completely on Google Docs, um, and I'm very happy with that. Mm. It, it works for me. I use it every day at work for everything I write. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it's worth having a look at other services because pay for Office if you really want it, but try other things first because it is still an expense, and it's not cheap either. No. I mean, um, bear in mind, those prices I gave earlier, they are... Um, you know that was for office for five years. So you can get a, a personal license, which is just one device for six pounds a month. You know there are options. So yeah. do do shop around and think. Okay, yeah. do I want to be paying a little bit per month for this, or do I want to? Am I okay with doing something for free? Yeah, always, always shop around. That's some good advice from the podcast. <laughs> and that's all the time we have. Thank you for joining us uh, on this twelfth episode of. In tech today, we yeah. will be back next week. You're not on holiday again. Uh, I'm not I, on holiday. I have no plans unless there's anything last minute comes up. We have no lives. It's kind of hey Ed, we've got lives. 
I went bowling at the weekend. That's pretty lively. That is pretty good. Um, no, it's been a good podcast. It's been great. Um, do join us again next Thursday. Yep. Uh, don't forget, we do a little a little live stream now a on our Facebook preamble. page. Yep. So you can find out what's coming up in the podcast and also yep. leave your comments and feedback and interact with us. Always. Um, and tell all your friends. Yeah, tell <laughs> your friends. Subscribe. Give, your, us a, give us a rating if it's five yep. stars. Tell your mum. Tell your mum and dad. Yeah, get them to subscribe. They'll love us. They will. See you next week. Technology questions? Comments? You can contact the show on Facebook, In Tech Today Podcast, on Twitter, In Tech Today Pod, or at the website, intech.today.